Welcome to Qualgen's podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness related, including hormones, pharmaceuticals, health trends, and ways you can help better your life. Hi, everyone. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. Today, I am joined by Dr. Gregory Brannon. He owns Optimal Bio in North Carolina. Dr. Brannon, thank you so much for taking time out, and I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you, Jennifer. So am I. Thank you very much for your time. Can you give us just a brief background about yourself and Optimal Bio, how it got started, all of that? Yeah, I'm an, uh, I've been OBGYN for 32 years. Um, had a practice. I loved OBGYN. It's phenomenal. But during that time, having some women complain of issues that didn't make sense, I started to do some research on um, not the standard care of like uh, the PMS, the postpartum depression, uh, the menopausal symptoms, because the, the standard treatment is a Zoloft or a Prozac or things like that. And the body wasn't lacking those things. The body was lacking the hormones it was making. So I started doing more research on that. And I found out about these uh, bioidentical pellets I got involved with. And then my OB practice, I started doing women. And then a few weeks later, they're asking their, their husbands, could they join? So that became a whole other uh, uh, avenue to help people was to form another business. Because in my OB practice, I was a specialist. So I opened a practice uh, next door that did um, bioidentical hormones. And... Um, now we have four offices across the state of North Carolina, and um, it's just great to watch men and women be, be their best. That's awesome. And what are some of your most popular treatments at Optimal Bio? I consider myself an energy guy in the sense that I want to just give our bodies the best energy possible. So what I do when people come in, I, I talk to them about how the hypothalamus pituitary talks to other parts of the body, um, the adrenal glands, the thyroid gland, uh, growth hormone. Um, follicular uh, stimulating hormone, luteinizing hormone, uh, how all these intertwine and work synergistically. So in my mind, I'm trying to picture this, picture that we're all Ferraris and we all have 12 cylinders. The question is, are we running on two cylinders or 12 cylinders or three cylinders? And so the energy source I look at first is I look at thyroid because thyroid is the, you put your key in the car, start the car, but the car's idling, that's thyroid. And then I look at the torque, the power. That is the testosterone, the estrogen, progesterone. And then I look at, as my carburetor get enough gas, enough oxygen? And that's the adrenal glands. Um, the adrenal glands are tested using saliva. Cortisol, the best is a four times a day via saliva. And the other ones, the gold standard are blood draws. So I consider myself, again, an energy guy trying to get the, uh, before the car breaks down, get it running the best it possibly can. Yeah, and heal from the inside out, not try to heal things after... Yeah, I don't want to be, uh, again, the key is, again, to be preventive. I really believe in preventive medicine. Our body is simply amazing. When given the mm-hmm. right substances, the right nutraceuticals, the right food, the right sleep, the right exercise, your body can not just not just survive, but actually thrive. Absolutely. So I want to talk to you about something, and you kind of just mentioned it and what you do. And I haven't talked to anybody um, about this on the podcast yet, and that is the thyroid. And it's also new to me. So can you tell us about what the thyroid is and what it controls? Yeah, the thyroid sits in your neck near Adam's apple. Um, there's a hormone in your brain called thyroid-releasing hormone that's in the hypothalamus which squirts out at a certain frequency and a certain amplitude to your pituitary, your anterior pituitary of the brain, making a thing called thyroid stimulating hormone or TSH. And that tells your thyroid mm-hmm. to squirt out th- four hormones, T1, T2, T3, T4. But the main ones are T4 and T3 in a four to one ratio. The T4 is what's called a pro-hormone. It converts to T3 about seven days after its release. 
But T3 is the, literally the key that turns on everybody's engine. Inside the body, uh, we have cells. Inside the cells, we have these organelles called mitochondria. Mitochondria makes this area where steroid, the testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone are made. But it's really important to understand what mitochondria is. It's actually where we breathe in oxygen and through our lungs and eventually gets to our cells. It's the cells that take that oxygen. It's called cellular respiration that actually makes energy. So, um, so oxygen becomes ATP and carbon dioxide. I tell people how important mitochondria is. That's where cyanide works. Okay, we all heard about cyanide and how it's a poison to us because that's where it works on what's called electron chain transport system that turns that off. So T3 literally makes every cell make mitochondria. So without that, you can't turn the cell on. T4 also converts to what's called reverse T3. And you being a, you know, working for a, a, a pharmacist, a compound pharmacist, they're called enantiomers. Uh, if you rotate something in space, that changes its orientation. So T3 rotated in the way it sits turns on cells, when you rotate it, a mirror image of itself called an enantiomer, so reverse T3, turns things off. And to be optimal, you want your T3 above 3.2, and you want your reverse T3 under 10. So I look at all those, plus your body needs, the, the iodine uh, and your, your thyroid needs to work properly, selenium, iodine, zinc, magnesium, iron, uh, vitamin C and B complexes. So we try to put all that together so the thyroid could be, again, not just surviving, but actually thriving. What are some of the more popular thyroid disorders that you see? And what are the symptoms of those disorders? Well, when you look at one of the tests I do, I said I do all those tests. Plus I do these antibodies. There's antibodies that attack two structures and one, en- and one enzyme. One's, uh, they're called TPO, they're called TGA and microsomal. So if your antibodies, your body attacks those, they can cause certain syndromes. And the, the, the main theory behind how your body attacks that is in your gut. Gluten is a molecule become very um, become very allergic to your body. So your body attacks the gluten in your gut. But with those antibodies that attack the gluten can also attack the thyroid, the TGA, the TPO, or the microsomial. If it attacks the microsomial, then that makes your, bo- your thyroid disease hyperthyroid. It turns it on too much. That's called Graves' disease. Um, if it attacks the other two, that turns it off. That's called hypothyroidism, and a type of that is called Hashimoto's. So I find that, that thyroid disease is a spectrum from too far on to too far off and in between. And I can't stress the importance of iodine. We have been, uh, about the last 40 years, iodine deficient in our food. When the, our government took iodine out of the food, replaced it with an, another halogen called bromide. Iodine is crucial. It's the ninth most common mineral in the world's crust, but it's crucial for every single steroid or hormone production. That's how important it is. So you need these, le- these levels to be optimal. Selenium converts T4 to T3 inverse T3. So what I do is, I know we're talking a lot here, but when I have my patients, I draw pictures. I really believe it's nice to be visual how all this works together. Absolutely. Yeah. And how often are these thyroid disorders misdiagnosed? Well, I think what happens is the diagnosis part may be because we change the standard. The screening test um, is TSH. I think it's suboptimal, but it is a screening test. And then I like to do the other ones. But that being said, 40, 50 years ago when I was in school, a TSH 
above 2.0 was considered bad or hypo. The higher the TSH is, the slower your thyroid works. The lower it works, the faster it works. Hypothyroid is much more common than hyperthyroid. Hyperthyroid can actually become life-threatening with high blood pressure and heart, heart arrhythmias. But back to our hypothyroidism is, is that the thing about it is the TSH again. When I was in school, anything above two is considered a hypothyroid. Now it's 5.3. So I think we label a lot of people normal when they're actually suboptimal. Uh, it's much more common in women as well. Fluoride in our water can just can actually uh, uh, kick out iodine from the receptor site. So you have chlorine, bromine, and fluoride competing for iodine in our body system. So I think it's much more common than people think. The literature says women are about four times more common than men, but I do see it in men as well. Yeah, that sounds really similar to people with the testosterone levels. Even though your levels might be considered normal, that doesn't mean that they're optimal. Yeah, exactly. A man's level... Uh, 40 years ago was between 800 and 1200. Uh, today uh, is anywhere between 170 and 700. Um, same thing for women. When I was in school, women were about 90 to 150 to 180. Now women's considered normal three. So the question is, why is the range changed? In both of them, I think it's because the environmental. For the sex hormones, it's the neuroendocrine disruptors, the, flat, the fake estrogen called xenoestrogens. They disrupt because estrogen is what actually causes the turns off the production of testosterone. So your body's making enough hormone, it turns it off properly. But when you get an outside source of fake estrogens, your body can't recognize it's fake and there turns itself off. That's why we're lower. The same thing with the with the iodine being displaced by the other halogens. So we have these low, we have these ranges change, but we're not healthy. We're actually more, more, more unhealthy. So what forms of treatments do you use for thyroid disorders? A thyroid disorder, I think when you get the levels and you write them all down the piece of paper again, you see how far off you are. To me, the biggest one is the reverse T3 to T3 mm -hmm. ratio. I want to keep that reverse T3 low. Knowing selenium converts uh, T4 to T3, reverse T3, those enzymes are very uh, dependent upon selenium, a strong antioxidant is I believe sometimes when you look at the levels that they're close to being in a good range is to always try to treat them with nutraceuticals first. Uh, selenium, zinc, magnesium, iron if the ferritins are low, and iodine. Um, Dr. Brownstein out of Michigan has written a great book called Iodine and a great book called Thyroid Disorders, who's written books over the last 30 years showing the data from Dr. Abrams as well on we, our thyroid disease became much more prevalent at the same time we started becoming more iodine deficient. So, Therefore, I believe in a, in a higher dose iodine than the government recommends. I recommend, I, I believe his literature shows about a 12.5 milligram, 25 milligrams a day, which is, by the way, is about a hundred times stronger than, it, than the, the, um, the government recommends. But interesting point, it's been shown and proven that iodine helps decrease breast cancer. 40, 50 years ago in America, when iodine was a higher rate, our breast cancer was one in 20. Now breast cancer is one in seven. Wow. Japan has the same high rate we used to have 40 years ago, and their breast cancer rates are 1 in 20. It has to do with called a, a sodium iodine system. I may get into that little detail later on. But again, I give our body the, the nutraceuticals it needs and then check the levels in three or four months, see how it's going. If I need medication, I try to mimic the actual 4 to 1 ratio that our body makes. So I like to use Armour Thyroid or Compounded from Pig. 
for some reason, the porcine thyroid is the same exact structure and the same ratio as humans. So that's why I use that. Wow. And how are, can you go more in depth about how thyroids and hormone imbalances are related? Yes. They're both sources of energy. Okay. Again, one is the basal rate. Thyroid is the basal rate where you just turn your car on as idling. That's your basal metabolic rate. That's what thyroid does. Um, also, there's been, there's been shown that, uh, again, keeping the mitochondria healthy. And uh, Dr. Warburg in 1924 showed the Warburg effect that cancer cells, their mitochondria becomes dysfunctional. Uh, there's some show association that the reverse T3 gets higher. So as the cells become dysfunctional, they become more dysplastic and over time can become cancers. Now, testosterone is interesting. Cholesterol is actually formed within the mitochondria, and that's the precursor to all of our sex hormones. So again, you need a healthy mitochondria, which becomes healthy with T3 to make our sex hormones and be functional. So that's how they all change together. But the key to all of this is they both help the mitochondria acts its best. Because again, I can't stress enough, mitochondria are the nuclear plants of our cell. Without that, we cannot breathe oxygen. So that's what they do. They help the mitochondria work efficiently. Right. So you need everything balanced to be able to work as efficiently and as optimal as you can be. I agree 100% with that. So what should someone do if they believe they have a thyroid disorder? I believe the, the gold standard is getting a blood level done. And again, the blood level, uh, we check the TSH. And I want the ratio, I want the range between 0.5 and 1.5. I want the free T3 above 3.2, the reverse T4 at 1.1 or greater. I want the reverse T, excuse me, the free T4 over 1.1, the reverse T3 under 10. And then I want the ferritin levels between 50 and 100. And then I will want the, the antibodies to be negative. But those are just cold numbers. What I really want to do is listen to the patient. That's the most important. Uh, dry skin, oily skin, thin hair, eyebrows, changing on the lateral side, uh, edema on the legs. There's all these classical symptoms of hypothyroid, bulging eyes with hyperthyroid. So listen to the patient. I don't want to, because when people say I feel normal, my, my doctor says I'm normal. That's what I hear every time. But again, they're thinking normal is three or four. But I'm looking at the optimal of all those 11 parameters, not just one. So I think blood test is, is crucial. But the, the patient's story is, the, is our map. That's our map. Absolutely. I mean, even when I'm talking to my friends or colleagues, anybody, and I mean, I always stress how important it is to find a doctor that will actually listen to you and what you're saying and not just, you know, shove antidepressants or sleeping pills in your face to help you. I'm like, no, that's not what you need. I agree. I agree. Like example, uh, vitamin D is also made from cholesterol. Mm -hmm. Vitamin D affects 10% of our genome. It's like a cascade event. Cholesterol becomes about 22 different structures. So we have this idea in medicine that one penicillin was great, but it made us think simplistically sometimes. Penicillin, 1925, was isolated, attacks one cell wall, therefore one weapon for one enemy. But it doesn't work that way. Uh, magnesium works on 400 enzymes. 
Zinc works on 90 enzymes. Again, iodine works on every single enzymatic process to make our hormones. So it's a cascade. So you want to, I, I think it's very important to go back to our, bio, our biochemistry pathways and see where we could give nutrients and supplements to that so that our body can do its self's work, not the stop gaps. Because most, most uh, medication is either destroys enzymes or blocks receptor. That's not how the body works efficiently. Absolutely. I completely agree. Well, is there anything else you would like to add about thyroids or hormones? Well, in general, every pathophysiology, doesn't matter if it's atherosclerosis, leaky gut, Alzheimer's, um, Parkinson's, it has to do with inflammation. And what happens is you have a vascular integrity. When that vascular area gets gets um, uh, damaged, that starts off a cascade. The next thing that happens is an immune, immune response, which is supposed to in that local area, but with the inflammation, which is the next phase, spreads throughout the body, that's the problem. So whatever we just talk about, whatever process we talk about, we want to eliminate vascular injury, over-immune response, and inflammation. And keeping your thyroid and your sex hormones balanced, as well as your adrenal glands, help that tremendously. Plus, the biggest culprit of all this is processed sugars. we got to get rid of those processed sugars and eat a healthy, balanced diet. I completely agree. So much easier said than done. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. But... That's what we try to do here to get our, to get into a wellness program. We just want to make sure I'm really believing that optimal bio, our job is to listen to the individual, walk their journey, but to be a, uh, an educator so that the most important person, the key and queen is in the mirror. So they can make educated, informed decisions what's best for them, not be told, take this because I said so and walk that process. So that's why I have a big chalk, a whiteboard in my office and everything that walks in, we just draw the structures and how things work. Again, I think visualization is very, very important. That helps me when I listen to their story, give them a visual to look back at, say, hey, that's where I'm at. Because everybody needs to have a body to be working optimal, has to have these levels you know, in the perfect range. I love that. I mean, and especially for me, I'm a visual person, so <laughs> I need that in my life. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you again for joining me. I know schedules are crazy right now. So it definitely means a lot to have you take some time out of your day to chat with me. If anyone wants more information from Dr. Brandon, his website is optimalbio.com. That's O-P-T-I-M-A-L bio.com. Or you can find them on Facebook at Optimal Bio B-H-R-T. Well, Jennifer, thank you very much. Everybody have a great day and I hope you, uh, everything this season keeps progressing better, hopefully better than 2020. Oh, yes, I hope so. Thank you everyone for listening. Please make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. Stay up to date on Qualtion. 